Episode 20, baby. A little milestone. Truly yours, the podcast. It's your boy, Ibski. Yeah. Don't make me send my dog through the end of Yukon, man. Husky nigga hanging out the two door bands. Look at my daughter, newborn bag. When they were scared to get it through the mailman. I went Utah Jazz. Bitch, I'm Roddy Piper. Come on. My nigga said I jumped off and killed. Bitch, I'm Roddy Piper. The kilt like the dress niggas be wearing. <laughs> that stove god cooks. Oster tag. That's off uh, Hitler Wears Hermes 8 Side B by West Side Gun. That was my rap album of the year last year. That joint was heat. But yeah, man, got a good pod today. Got a lot to discuss. Well, not a lot, but a few topics, and then we definitely going to dig into that that latest Power episode. Man, what a lot to unpack for that joint. The, the series is definitely heating up. But first, I want to get into some new music that dropped. Um, Corday, I haven't finished it yet. I've been kind of busy. But Corday dropped. I like what I heard so far. I like the intro. I like the joint with Wayne, Sinister. Um, the John Michelle joint, I liked. Like the few joints off there. Um, Jim Jones dropped a, a Gangsta Grills with DJ Drama. I only heard the joints with Fabio. Um, he had way too many features on that joint, so I didn't really bump it. But I heard the two joints with Fabio. Fabio, he drill rapping on one joint, and then the other joint, he just rapping like... Like regular, that shit was fire, surprisingly. Um, I think Earl the Sweatshirt, I think that's his name. He dropped some shit. Niggas talking about it, but I haven't I don't really listen to dude like that. I try to listen to like one of his songs before, but yeah, not really my style. He's cool, but yeah, it's just, just not not my cup of tea, I guess. Um, who else dropped? Joey Badass dropped a, a Lucy, a little single. With a video, his fans is tight. <laughs> Niggas saying this joint sound like uh the middle child by J. Cole. It do, it do sound like that joint a little bit, like the production a little bit. But nigga niggas fans hate when they grow and try to like, you know, expand or test some shit out. They be hating that shit, like, oh this nigga fell off, we never getting Joey back, blah blah blah. Come on, man. Let my son rock out, bro. Let him experiment a little bit, man. He young as hell. He been rapping like Coogee rap since he came out. Now let let my son try a little more, man. Um, Hove got his yearly tweet off talking about volume one. Um, Q, a mayor from the, the roots, had made a comment about volume one, how the only reason, well, the big reason that people dislike volume one is because Jay hates it so much. And that's kind of a fact. Jay said, um, Sunshine, I know what girls like, and shit like that wasn't really him. That's what, they wasn't on that shit. Streets is Watching was the first song. So Hove was like, yeah, um, he just mad because he know what it could have been. Streets is Watching is the first song they recorded for the album. So if that was the first song on the album, then yeah, that joint had fucking potential. That joint could have been another classic. I don't count volume one as a classic to me. But I know niggas that do count it as a classic. But and I, I'm the biggest whole fan there is. But I don't count that joint as a classic. 
it got some definitely got some moments on there where I'm from. Um, Emil, imaginary players is fucking timeless. Like where I'm from is timeless. Friend of four ninety eight streets is watching. It's a few joints on there that's like nah. He was in his bag for a who you with. So that joint definitely got some, def definitely got some some moments on there like his best moments. Imaginary players like that's timeless. That's never going out. But um, yeah, let's get into this power episode, man. Power. Book two, Ghost, episode seven, season two. Dog, this shit is picking up fast. It's picking up fast. It, it popped off with Drew killing the leader of the uh, the other gang that is his pops is beefing with. I don't think it's BSK. I think they, matter of fact, it might be BSK. He, he killed the leader of the BSK while he was in the bed fucking some shorty. Um, and then towards the end... I think it kind of surprised Lorenzo, but uh, yeah, Drew pulled the trigger, shot that nigga. I ain't even know Drew had it in him for real, but yeah, Drew straight shot that nigga. Like I was saying last week, he surprised me by like relishing in the moment to lead. I thought he was on some, nah, I don't really care about the game type shit, but he he he's stepping up. Um, who else? What else happened right there? Oh yeah, so. He killed the shorty. Lorenzo had the other nigga kill the shorty that was getting pipe. And Drew took offense to it, but Lorenzo did it because she was a witness. And he said he would have left, he would have let her live if Lorenzo the one that took the shot, but he couldn't risk his son being being put in jail. I felt like that was that was pretty tough. I, I like that some real street nigga shit right there. I fuck with Lorenzo. I said that last pod. I fuck with Lorenzo. Um Fucking McLean and Sachs, the dream team for Tariq, his lawyers, um, they found footage. Well, the prosecutors found footage of Kane killing Ramirez, and they, they're trying to say that it was Tariq. McLean trying to get the well, the, he, he suggested that Tariq should just snitch. And Tariq is like, nah, fuck that. Um, it's, I'm crying because Tariq still got bruises on his face from, like, the first episode of the season. <laughs> like, that nigga, he got his ass whooped. Kane put, beat the shit out that nigga. He still got bruises on his face. That ass whooping must have been serious. But, um, yeah, I think Davis is starting to genuinely like Tariq, too. Like, first he cursed Sacks out for trying to, like, snake him. Then, at the end of, the end of this episode, he got in Professor Milgram ass about him. And he defended Tariq to Kane when Kane got the drop on him. So, yeah, I think McLean is starting to genuinely like Tariq. Um, I like that because that, that leaves more potential for future seasons. Because if Reek always got this nigga McLean on his team, it's not really a lot of ways he can lose. You feel me? Like Proctor was for Ghost, Reek got McLean. So I think that's pretty dope. I like McLean. I'm starting to like him as a character. Sax, he still got to go, man. That nigga's, he weird as hell. He plotting on my son's failure. Um, so they was in the room. Braden and Tariq was in the room, in their dorm room and shit, looking at the picture book that he stole for Tariq. And nigga, Braden a bitch. He don't want to step up to really combat his white privilege like he always say. 
Like he he don't want he I guess it's a it's a photo of Sweeney, the dude that's hate trying to take down and Braden's pops in blackface in the old photo and shit. So Tariq like nah, I need this photo so it it's gonna help me for my case type shit. And the nigga Braden like, nah, I can't let you do it because it's gonna ruin my father. But that nigga's in blackface, bro. He he deserves to face the consequences. Fuck that. Braden always talking this this I'm bigger than white privilege and I don't like that shit. I'm an ally. Fuck out of here, bro. Fuck out of here. You just like them niggas. You just like them motherfuckers. You nothing like Tommy, bro. Tommy would have did that shit. Motherfucking. Um, and Lorenz Tate, bro, that nigga put on a master class of acting in this episode. Acting his ass off. Like, I can see the spinoff happening now. Like, slowly but surely. At first, I was kind of hesitant. Like, what, what, was the, what would be the reason? Tate hasn't really given us enough to want a spinoff. But now, bro, he wielding his power. He making moves behind the scenes. He got... Uh, he used his power to keep Milgram as the, the the special speaker at the little fundraiser for um Jabari Reynolds and shit, the memorial or whatever. So even though that wasn't a good idea because she got fried when she went up there, she ain't shit. Um, yeah, and then Reek told Tate about, about the photo. <laughs> My son don't give a fuck about the Westerns and that backlash they're going to get. He he straight told Reek, like, listen, my nigga, this is real life. You facing murder. Fam, you facing fucking murder, bro. You talking about some you don't want to get pushback on your friends. Fuck that, bro. Them niggas in back blackface. And I and you can tell it really offended him too, because at the end, when they went to the little memorial, the little dinner, he ran down on the white dude, like, yeah, just wanna tell you that some photos coming out that's gonna leave your boy Sweeney. And you in a little, you know, in an unfavorable position. And nigga was like, I don't take blackmail likely. My son said, yeah, just blackface. (laughs) Motherfucker. That nigga, yeah, so I want to see that. I want to see how, I want to see the the ripple effect of that. I want to see how Brady going to react. Because I really don't trust that nigga no more. He dumb as hell. I want to see how Braden react. I want to see how his family react. I want to see what that what it does for Tate's political future. I want to see all of that. So go ahead and leak that that picture. Niggas in blackface. They probably don't show it, but they should. Um, Professor Milgram still full of shit. She's showing up in class. Tariq showed up. She scoffed at it like. Like, my son ain't innocent. Yeah, nigga, he out. He out now. Let's get to it. He out now. And back in class, like, and shit happened. And then while he in class, he he found out that Lauren was incriminated. She did some foul shit. He don't know about the wire yet, but, hmm. You might know now. And, like, like fuck Lauren, too, because she dead wore a wire. Like, come on, my nigga. To your boyfriend crib, you wore a wire trying to get my son set up, even though you put the shit in the bathroom. But still, like, you still did that shit. Fuck out of here with that fake ass Roly. 
So I, I really don't care what happened to her either. I think he might he might forgive her though, you know. Just to, just because of the writers, they might still want her on the show type shit. But yeah, I can I can see her like actually might, maybe even get with Kane on some on some super messy shit towards like maybe season three type joint. But yeah, I, I I'm down to see what's what's about to happen with that. Fuck Lauren, she she op now. Then she she tried to act all holier than thou when my son Reek tried to get an explanation. Like, why you ain't tell me you got in trouble, blah, blah, blah. She acting all, you a drug dealer, nigga. <laughs> so, yeah, fuck that joint. Then she tried to double back at the end of the episode after confronting Milgram. Because Milgram, like, basically called Tariq a, a murderer. And she now... Lauren is starting to see the nuance. She's starting to see the duality of it. Like, he might be a murderer. He might be selling drugs. But that shit is a result of shit that happened. You feel me? His parents was fucked up. His parents was big-time drug dealers that got a divorce. And it was messy. And his parents, his pops was a murderer. Fucking Tasha is a murderer. You know? So that's just, he's a result of that. Not just his community. He's a result of his parents, a, a direct result. He killed his pops. Like, I can, you can only begin to understand how much that shit put on him or how much that shit changed his his life. You feel me? So, yeah, she, she started to, like, really understand, like, hey, maybe I was bugging. Maybe I didn't look at it at the whole picture. But now it's too late because Doc came through. <laughs> she came through at the end. Diana stepped up like, oh, my fault. Like, if I interrupted something, did Reek just let us slide through? Diana had the little smile on her face. <laughs> that was fire. That was fire. I can tell, like, whoever wrote that joint, I didn't get the name of the writer for the episode, but there was any bag when they wrote that joint. Because Tariq had a little smile on his face, like a little smirk. Like, yeah, then he, he finally clapped those cheeks, too. Diana, he should have been bag Diana, for real. Like, out of all, I like Effie the most just because she's you know, she's street smart and she's book smart like she in school. And I'm big on duality. So I like Effie the most. <clears throat> but Diana, I fuck with Diana, yo. I fuck with Diana too, even though she be letting her mother talk crazy to her. <laughs> but they be wild and speaking of Monet, man, listen. Man, listen. Monet is wild as hell. Mo and so <laughs> So fucking Mecca or Dante, whatever son name is, he runs down on Zeke and Trey confesses. Like, I thought he was going to beat around the bush a little bit, but he was just like, yo, you got one of your feet is a half size bigger than the other. Like, that's only some shit somebody in your family would know. So he's like straight ran down on him like, yo, I'm your pops. Like, you don't got to believe it, but ask your mother about it. Show him the tattoo with the reason that Zeke got his name, Ezekiel. So Zeke starting to like, oh shit, maybe this nigga right. So he about to go go to his mother's house. I don't know why he couldn't just call. Like, <laughs> I don't know why he couldn't just call his mother or text his, his mother, but whatever. Um, They, yeah, Monet pulled up on him because he was supposed to have a meeting with the agent, NBA agent. And he missed it because I guess he was about to go to his mom's crib. And Monet ran down like, the fuck are you doing? You missed the meeting. 
they had a little standoff where he was telling her what she was telling him to like just fall the fuck back, sit down type shit so I can explain to you. I thought she was about to confess. And she doubled down on the lie, bro. She doubled down saying that, nah, your father's in jail for life. <laughs> your father's in jail for life. I swear I would never tell you. Like, no way Zeke fell for that shit. But Zeke dumb as hell. He dumb as a bag of bricks. So he fell for that shit. I guess Christ is averted for now. Then, yeah, when they walked off, like, ain't nothing happened. Um, fucking Reek don't want his sister to be on the stand. Because now, like, all of his options of being found innocent is, is running out. The badge was in his room. He had a connection to Jabari. And Kane put the, the evidence on Tariq. So, it was like, you know, the evidence is kind of running out. He didn't have an alibi no more because... The shorty that was with him, that like the the low, old lawyer that used to work for McLean, was only there to tell him the truth about uh, that she know that he killed his pops, so he can't even use that as an alibi, and he can't use his sister as an alibi because they're gonna put her on the stand, and they did had a little competency hearing where. The, the lawyers have, it's like a mock trial where the lawyers ask you questions and shit to prepare you for the actual trial. And she folded. Like, she, I mean, she's only nine years old. She lied for her. She was going to lie for her brother regardless. She loved her brother. She don't want to see him go to jail. So, of course, she's going to lie for her. And, but you lie in court. That's perjury. So, he like, nah, fuck that shit. And you can tell that he really fuck with Yaz. Like, Yaz is the only person he got real love for. You can tell. And and maybe Tommy, you know, but Tommy not there. But that's the only person that he got genuine love for. Everybody else is just like, he's using them for something. You feel me? And that's why I don't I don't take the Diana shit serious neither, because he, he going to play her. He's smashing three joints right now, so he going to play her. But I think Yaz is the only person he got genuine love for. He seen her getting fried by the prosecutor. And he was like, nah, stop that shit. And that was a great scene, like, acting-wise, too. He bodied that. I've rewound that joint a few times. He really bodied that. He was like, nah, stop that. We, we stopping this shit. McLean was like, this is the only chance. We like, nah, fuck that. <laughs> nah, nigga. Something, figure something else out. Because, yeah, she would have got her on that stand, and they would have fried her in front of that jury. So, yeah. That nigga, he he was, like, he is guilty. He didn't kill Ramirez, but he definitely pulled the last trigger on Jabari. And he's seen what happened. He didn't, Kane killed both, to be honest, but he's not going to snitch. And that's what they want them to do at the end of the episode. They, uh, Tamika, Sachs, and the prosecutor pull up on, pull up on uh, Tariq at the end of the episode with a deal, give him five years in prison. Nigga, like, man, fuck no. Like, as a writer, as a writer, that's what I don't like about watching shows as a screenwriter because as a writer, you you automatically know that he's not going to do five years or he's not even going to think about taking this deal. But for the for the average eye that's just watching and just, just a fan of good shows, 
they looking at it like, damn, is he going to take five years or is he going to snitch? But you, like me, myself, I already know. Like, that's not even a possibility just because of the way the show is built around Tariq. It can't be as interesting in jail because there's he has too much interactions outside of jail that's, you know, that's too important to the show, like the, the, the success of the show. You feel me? It wouldn't be the same with Tariq in jail. But whereas you can see a few episodes of Ghost in jail because you like Tommy's just as much. You like Kanan is just as much. You feel me? So, yeah. But uh, sorry to get a little, sorry to get a little nerd and geeked out on y'all, but that's just me rambling. Sometimes I just, I spot things in a show where it's like, damn, I wish the, the writer did a better job at concealing that. But, hey, still love it. I still fuck with Power OD. Um, yeah, but, um, yeah, so he said, nah. He was like, my father would have snitched. <laughs> Basically, he didn't say that, but he was like, my father did a little bunch of shit to just save himself and, and just like at the expense of others. Even though Tariq does the same thing, but he was just like, nah, I'm not snitching. He was like, fuck that. Because if he do snitch, he won after five years, he's not safe. While he's in jail, his his aunt, his, nah, not his aunt, his grandmother and his little sister is not safe. So, probably don't care about his grandmother, but she has to watch his ass. You feel me? So, they offered him a sweet deal, though. Instead of getting life, you feel me? Matter of fact, any killed the, so if he get found guilty of killing a cop, he might get the death penalty. So, instead of the death penalty, they was trying to give him five years rehab for your, your grandmother. Your ass go back to a family that she likes. Plus, once your grandmother get out of rehab, she takes jazz in, and then she only and then on Rick only do five years. That's a good ass deal in real life. <laughs> I'm taking that shit. If it's me, I'm I'm taking that shit. Hell yeah, I did it. I don't give a fuck. Five years, let's do it. But you know, for the sake of the show, for the success of the show, he can't take five years. You feel me? So yeah, um, Drew. Drew's boyfriend is a snitch, and he has to kill him. When he had the chance to, he couldn't do it because the boyfriend sent him a text like, yo, where you at? I miss you. <laughs> yo, this nigga was about to kill him. Like, he, it was, you know, no reservations about it at first. Like, he got, he was in the car. He looked focused, put the hood up or put his mask up, put the strap out. And start stalking him to take the kill shot. And and one text. One text fucked up his focus. So and and Kane, like they had a fight. I kind of skipped over it, but Drew and Kane fought each other. <laughs> Drew and Kane fought each other. That shit was kind of realistic too, because it was no punches. If you ever fought your brother or you ever fought your cousins or or like a real close friend, you know like y'all might get into a altercation where it's like you will slam each other, or you might say some wild shit to each other, wrestle a little bit, but you'll never punch him in the face. So that's what I liked about that part. I like that part. You can tell the writers are from the hood, or or they they've been. I ain't gonna say that because I don't know. Niggas in the suburbs might be giving it up, but yeah, um, yeah. So they fought or whatever, and that's when uh, Kane said, "Like, yo, if you don't kill that your boyfriend, somebody else gonna do it." Lorenzo heard it, 
Lorenzo heard it. Lorenzo was like, huh? Your boyfriend a snitch? And that kind of forced Drew's hand. You feel me? Um, another thing from that shit, though, Drew said that Kane is just another guard dog with a new master. That, and that's facts. That's facts. That's all Kane is. That nigga just be doing wild, dumb shit. <laughs> like, wild, dumb shit. I, I don't understand it, bro. But, yeah, they, they got into a little tussle. Now, Drew got to kill. You know, Drew got to kill his boyfriend, but he couldn't do it because of the sentimental text he received and shit. Um, I do like, I do like the, the meeting that Dante and Lorenzo had. Uh, Kane was mad jealous of Drew. <laughs> like, why is you here? You can wait outside type shit. But, uh, Dante calmed him down. was like, nah, he's good. Um, and they had a real civil, you know, meeting for some drug dealing. Like, it was no tension at all. It was no tension between... Lorenzo and Son and, and and Dante, it was just like, yeah, I respect you. I, yeah, let's do the business. You trying to get some bread? Yep, let's do it. He's like, I appreciate meeting you type shit. I'm like, God damn. <laughs> like, this is real, you feel me? Real civil. Like, like gentleman-like, even though Dante called that nigga a jailbird to Monet. So he, he definitely don't like him still. So it, he's definitely doing a play. I don't think... I don't know. I don't know who's going to win that one. But that's that was the beginning of war. That was the beginning of war because Lorenzo doesn't look like... Nah, he, I don't know. I was going to say Lorenzo doesn't look like a nigga that'll, that'll run off on a plug or, or violate the plug, but I don't know. I can't really speak, speak on that, so I don't know. But we know Dante has an ulterior motive. You feel me? It's because of Monet. So some shit, he's definitely shady about some shit. Now, Lorenzo side, I don't know. But regardless, Lorenzo is always ready for war. So I can see that happening. So that's the beginning of the war. That that friendly ass handshake, no tension, no beef whatsoever. Like real simple, like I need product, you got product. I'm about to take the shit over. I even give you some men to fight or some soldiers, my, my fault, some soldiers to fight, and they did. And that shit was fire. So beginning of the war, I like how they set that up. That could that could expand the the power universe another three to four seasons. So I mean if that gets good enough, that could be an, a spin-off of this shit. Like 50 can do this shit for life. Like to be honest, 50 can do this shit for life. <laughs> no bullshit. Like on some law and order SVU type shit. 50 can do that shit. Because just imagine... Because one, they both great actors. Both of the dudes. The Puerto Rican niggas. I think they both Puerto Rican. Uh, Dante and Lorenzo. They both great actors. They both bosses. And they both got a lot of shit going with them. Mecca's like mad mysterious. Dante nigga Dante, we don't know too much about him, but we know everything about Lorenzo already. We know his family. We know what he's doing, what's his goal, what he's trying to, you know, who he's trying to get uh, eliminate, you know. So that shit, that shit can be can can get real interesting. That shit can get truly interesting if if they want to, or they can just continue being a little subplot of the 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 bigger picture of power and Tariq and what he got going on. Um, 
it's not too much I, I need to really discuss. That that episode was crazy though. Oh yeah, Diana peeped the message. <laughs> Diana peeped the message that Dante sent Monet. And she didn't it just said D, so she don't know who it was, but I think the message was just like on some we need to tell him or like something we need to tell him about us, some some, some shit like that. And yeah, and she, like Monet be violating Diana, bro. I do got a theory. It might be far fetched. It might be a reach, but I think Diana is gonna be the one to kill Monet. I think she gonna do it. One, she's the most like kind of unlikely person to do it. That's close to her. Um, and but she has the most reason because when you look at it. Any episode that you've seen, Monet was su- always super disrespectful to her. Like, even in this episode, she walked by like, fuck out my face, little girl. Like, damn. <laughs> like, not hello to your daughter. Like, and then she don't want her to go to a school that she really want to go to. Like, like, she always an asshole to her. And she already said she'll kill her. You feel me? So... I think Diana would be the one to do it. That's just my my sleeper pick, if you will. I think she I think she's gonna be the one to do it. Um, and then the end of the episode, uh, Davis McLean, Davis motherfucking McLean ran down on uh <laughs> Professor Milgram bitch ass, <laughs> and was like, yo, they had a little little mini argument about her pretending to be the fucking counsel for Lauren. Milgram dumb as hell. She she think with her coochie. <laughs> so she she pretended to be legal counsel for Lauren. And that's that's how Reek is gonna be the case. Because she is not no fucking legal counsel, bro. <laughs> like that was illegal. So um Tariq is going to beat that case. I think Milgram is going to die the last episode. I think she's going to die the last episode. But I can also see her doing a little spinoff with, like joining a spinoff with Tate. Because I think her career as a teacher is, is over now that people found out that she's, she was fucking, she was fucking Jabari Reynolds. They also kind of, there's rumors about her fucking Zeke. And... Once they find out, once they find out, um, she was fucking the cop <laughs> that's investigating this shit. This shit can all crumble. Like this shit really messy. This shit really messy. This shit gonna be crazy, yo. Yeah, McLean chew her ass up. <laughs> uh, she was like, "You don't have an ethical bone in your body." And my son, <laughs> my son said, "What bone have I had?" Has it haven't you had in yours? <laughs> Yo, my son McLean is funny as shit. I'll fuck with that character, bro. I'll fuck with that character. I think he needs to be in the power universe, like regardless of who need a lawyer. I think they that needs to be their lawyer, yo. Cause he's bodying that shit for real. But yeah, man. Strong ass episode. I'm looking forward to see what the Puerto Rican Avengers do. 
motherfucking Dante and Lorenzo teaming up. <laughs> um, yeah, Zeke filled in the little puzzle for Diane at the end about um, that text message. Because Zeke told Diane that she met, he met some nigga that said he was his father. So, yeah. Yeah, man. Last, I think it was, that was episode seven. So, it was eight, nine, and ten left. Three more episodes to the season. These are usually the best episodes, especially nine. Um, But, yeah, man. This shit going to get crazy. I fuck with this, this season. This is by far... Ghost book, power book to ghost is by far the best one out of all the joints that pop so far. Even the regular power, like it's better than the the raising Canaan joint, and it's better than the uh, the original power. And maybe it's because it's like a coming to age story, but still this joint is fire. So yeah, man, I'll be back next week. Hopefully some eventful shit happened during the week so I can talk about other shit besides power but a lot didn't happen last week um yeah I'm just still writing everybody is in my thoughts and prayers or whatever you do whatever your religious beliefs uh we got a little crazy weather um but hey man I fuck with y'all keep giving me suggestions of what y'all want me to talk about um I asked a little question on Spotify, and people was answering that joint. I might do that again. So, hey, man, it's your boy, Ibsky, Truly Yours, the podcast, episode 20. Next week will be episode 21. Let's do it. Europe.